Chapter Seven of the Girl Scouts at Home. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Natalie Paula. The Girl Scouts at Home by Catherine Keen Galt. Chapter Seven. The children, very very solemn but oh so thrilled, seated themselves on the grass and silently accepted the plates of good things that Helen and Rosanna dished out for them it is to be said for the everlasting credit of the jello that it did not melt and the salad did ride well although minnie had gloomily expected it to be all over the place as she expressed it and how those children did eat commencing with the ham sandwiches and the lettuce and egg sandwiches and the cold hard-boiled eggs and crackers and olives and fruit salad and very very thin iced tea with lemon in it and jello for dessert about halfway through the smaller children commenced to thaw out and lose their shyness and talk how they did talk myron said nothing but that was expected of myron when at last rosanna was tipping up the second thermos bottle to see if there was a drop of tea left and they were all eating the last cookies very very slowly partly to make them last and partly because they were so full and comfortable rosanna happened to notice myron she motioned to helen to look myron had not eaten everything he had shyly lifted the tablecloth and had hidden under it a ham sandwich rather nibbled as to edge a small pile of cookies his share and his plate of jello which he had slipped off on a paper napkin he couldn't eat all his supper and he's afraid we won't like it whispered rosanna i'm going to ask him said helen she stepped over to the boy who was sitting close to his little pile of goodies as though trying to hide it couldn't you eat all your supper myron nodded mary glanced quickly at her brother and said why myron whatever are you trying to do tommy piped up i guess he's going to take em home to eat on the way i am not said myron hotly stung into self-defence as usual by his brother i am not going to take it home to mamma and gwenny i haven't had a speck more than my share and i counted every time and everybody had four cookies except tommy he had six and i saved my sandwich out and the gel tears stood in mary's eyes but it isn't polite myron to take anything away without asking and anyway i know mamma and gwenny will be satisfied just to hear about our good time and they wouldn't want you to do such a thing she tried to put the cookies back on the table but myron clung to them stubbornly oh no he said they are my things i went without em and i want to take em home to mamma and gwenny gwenny never had any cookies like those and the jello is so pretty I put an egg in my pocket, too. Myron's lip trembled, but he did not cry, although Tommy giggled openly. Of course you shall take them home to your mother. Who is Gwenny, your dog? asked Rosanna. Gwenny is my sister, said Myron furiously. Rosanna felt that she always said the wrong thing. Oh, excuse me, Myron, she said meekly. A shade of sorrow passed over Mary's bright little face, as she said, Gwenny can never go anywhere with us. She is sick and never goes anywhere. Sick in bed? questioned rosanna no she has a wheelchair and when her back doesn't hurt too much she can be wheeled around the house and sometimes out in the yard but she wouldn't want myron to do anything like this so rude but gwenny never had any cookies as good as those and the gel is so pretty repeated myron stubbornly i think it's so nice of you myron said rosanna i wish i had known about gwenny too so i could have saved her some of my cookies let me help you do them up you can take them to her just as you meant to i know she will like them because her little brother went without to save some for her and some day soon myron we will bring her a whole picnic for herself 
and perhaps she will ask you to help her read it i'll help her too said tommy puffing up his chest i'd just as soon minnie bending over the hamper whispered to rosanna i'll bet he'll help her my my how i do want to fix that boy i wish my third sister from the oldest louisa cordelia had him for a while i reckon one day with her would make him feel different on a good many subjects little pig minnie's eyes snapped rosanna laughed i suppose he doesn't know any better minnie i know any better well miss rosanna myron didn't need any help about remembering his poor hard-worked mother and his little sister i don't doubt mary thought of him too she was too polite to say a word after all you've done for them but poor little myron didn't know it wasn't polite so he just goes ahead and keeps part of his treat if there were any cookies in master tommy's pockets they will never get as far as his house well i think he is selfish said rosanna regretfully but minnie we must take some good things to that gwinnie i think grandmother would want me to after the supper things were all packed away in the hamper everybody sat around and wondered what to do next then rosanna had a fine idea she seated herself next to the shy little myron and suggested that everybody tell a story tommy and myron looked rather wild rosanna saw the look she said they ought to commence with helen because she looked as though she knew lots of stories helen said she didn't know so very many but she was willing to try this is a really truly story about a little little boy he did not have any brothers or sisters and he was very lonely and unhappy although he had nice clothes and plenty to eat so he thought if he just had a little kitten or a dog to play with and live with he'd be a good deal happier and perhaps he would even get to be as happy as he could be but his mother did not like to have dogs or cats around because they tracked up things so she wouldn't let him have them and somebody wanted to give him a canary but his mother thought it would be a lot of trouble to feed once he most got a pair of white rats with his fourth of july money but they simply wouldn't let him so there he was and he grew lonelier and lonelier and he used to sit on the top step and stare down the street and wish he might whistle at the dogs he saw but he wouldn't fear one of them might be looking for a home and then it would be so disappointed after he patted it and had been kind to it if it had to go on again well one day there was a picnic down the river the people went by boat and then landed at the picnic grove and spent the afternoon the little boy whose name was peter went with his mother and aunt and when they got to the grove his mother said to his aunt i don't see any reason why peter shouldn't walk around and amuse himself and play with some of those children and his aunt said yes if he doesn't fall into the river and his mother said peter you see to it that you don't go near the bank peter said yes ma'am and really meant to mind he walked off and pretty soon oh yes i forgot to say that his mother gave him ten cents to spend for popcorn or on the merry-go-round so pretty soon peter saw a dog walking around with his tail sort of down as though he didn't know anybody and was not having a very nice time peter didn't call him but he wished he knew the dog he was such a pretty collie with beautiful long hair and such a nice face pretty soon the dog saw peter and as quick as a wink he knew that peter was lonely too so he came up to him they got to be friends in a minute and went walking off together and peter spent his ten cents for popcorn and shared it with the dog so they went around liking each other more and more and more and when it came time for supper the dog lay right under peter's chair and peter's mother said well if you haven't picked up a dog i declare that child beats all after supper peter and the dog walked around some more and peter knew that soon the boat would start and he would have to leave the dog and he felt worse and worse about it until he almost couldn't bear it at all 
and he was thinking so hard that he forgot what his mother had told him and walked along the top of the bank by the river it was a high bank and crumbly and all of a sudden the piece broke off and peter slipped and slid down down into the river and under he went the next thing he knew he was on the bank and his mother was crying and there was a lot of people and the dog was there too wet as sop and he was trying to lick peter's face and peter's mother was letting him do it and a man said madam if it hadn't been for that dog your son would have been drowned i saw it all then peter's mother kissed him and patted the dog and said peter if that dog has no home we will take him for your dog and if he has we will try to buy him but it turned out that the dog did not belong to anyone and so peter took him home and had him for his dog always why that's a perfectly beautiful story exclaimed rosanna and all the children thought so too you ought to see my dog said tommy he's a fighter he is how can you say that said mary he's only three months old and can scarcely walk straight well i bet he will fight when he gets bigger he's not your dog anyhow said myron he's gwenny's yes and myron brought him for her at the pet shop with the money he earned himself it's a toy poodle so he won't ever be big now who tells the next story asked rosanna i think it's tommy's turn i don't know none said tommy don't know any his sister corrected him go on and try tommy tommy breathed hard and then said rapidly well i went over on the parkway two kids was playing and a man came along driving a racehorse and it got scared by an automobile and was running away and the rain had broken the man yelled i'll give anybody a million dollars to stop this horse and one of the kids about my size gave a leap and grabbed the horse by the nose and stopped him and the man jumped right out and gave the kid a million dollars the saints forgive him said minnie she did not say who mercy me said rosanna what did he do with the money asked helen spent it said tommy promptly he went right downtown and spent it what could he spend such a lot for asked helen spend it for candy and ice cream cones and sody and cake and he went to the circus and all the sideshows and the fontaine ferry and brought an automobile and a slingshot and everything my sister louisa cordelia ought to know you said minnie don't want to know any girl said tommy rudely rosanna felt that it was time to change the conversation now who next she asked pleasantly what story can luella tell i don't believe she can tell any story said mary but she knows some little verses she learned in school they have such a sweet young lady for a teacher mamma says she never saw anybody take such pains with the children as she does she turned to luella who was wriggling in embarrassment and biting her finger speak something miss marie taught you luella honey miss marie said minnie miss marie what's her other name corrigan said mary well then that's my younger sister said minnie proudly she's a teacher and i will say she is a good one nothing would do but she must go through normal school and teach seems like she was just made for it so patient and loving she cast a glance at tommy not much like my sister louisa cordelia she isn't the children just love her to death said mary go on honey and say that little piece about the little bird luella arose breathed hard curtsied and very sweetly recited a little bird sat on a tree he said this seems a pleasant day he bent his pretty little head he shook his pretty feathers out when all the leaves have fallen down the snow is deep on dell and hill this would not be the place for me i know a land far far away he waved a wing and winked an eye and waved his little wing at me i think perhaps i'll fly away i don't see any worms he said it's growing cold without a doubt and all the trees are bare and brown and wintry winds are cold and chill he said and teetered on his tree 
where winter is as warm as may and off he flew good-bye good-bye end of chapter seven